balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Kind of immediately felt a little bit of an energy difference. One thing I noticed about this is, to me, it seems like I was retaining the stuff, not just getting rid of it. Exceptional. They really, really are. That's why I was nice enough to give mine away, and I shouldn't have. (laughs) But I did. I was being a nice person when I did this. I love them. Just amazing. And, you know, and again, it's speaking from somebody who's not a good fruit and vegetable eater. My mom was good at getting them in me, and I loved them. But as an adult, I don't know why I don't take the time to buy them, chop them up, eat them, and all that anyway. But I don't. (laughs) So I think it's a great product, and I really want to keep taking them. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code KATE. Toxic masculinity. Because when stuff hits the fan, no one looks around for a feminist. The Kate Daly Show starts now. scared of the dark. Well, if I had a big horse pistol like that, I wouldn't be scared of no booger man. I'm not scared of no booger man. You know when we start off the show with a little John Wayne, it's going to be a good one. I like John Wayne. I really do. Uh, my husband was watching a John Wayne movie the other day, and I was laughing uh, because, uh, you know, how often do you sit around and do that anymore, you know? But uh, it was good. Anyway, welcome Kate Daly show. John Wayne just sort of picks up the kid. It was the, I can't remember the title, but John Wayne picks up the kid and throws him in the water for his swimming lesson. Anyway, um, that's kind of like what my husband would do with our kids. <laughs> just throw them in the water. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. I was on the Alex Jones show earlier, so you can catch that at band.video. And I hope you do. I ask a lot of questions, a lot of questions on the Alex show today. So please go check that out at band.video. I love doing that hour. And uh, it is. It's a lot of fun. And I love that audience. And I, I just do. I love that audience. They're amazing. So uh, call in number 888-673-1450. Uh, we do have uh, Melissa Smith and with us because she calls in every Wednesday. How are you? I am good. How are excellent, you? Excellent. Excellent. And I also wanted to say that we are marked safe from the FBI raids today. So I just want you guys to know we're good. We're good. I, I don't know. It's well, the afternoon. So far. Well, it's the afternoon. I mean, I'm not going to call it for the evening. But the best meme of the day goes to the uh, biblical uh, reference of somebody painting blue around the door. And it, <laughs> it says, you know, basically uh, to keep, uh, you know, to get passed over by the FBI. That's our only hope. So maybe we all should put blue around our doors. Um, I loved that. Uh, but I also, I just, I'll tell you, um, there's some things that I actually wanted to bring up real fast because I did think it was crazy and good uh and interesting not good but interesting interesting anyway and i'm going to pull this up right now but i um there was a piece of the puzzle about about uh the raid and who is involved and i thought it was kind of intriguing you know what i'm going to save that i'm going to save that for the next hour we have so much to talk about melissa let's just get going on this because i think we can talk about that next hour um so where do you want to start Well, I want to start here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever dealt with a true blue? Whoop. You just just cut out. So 
Uh, for some reason, the phone is okay. cutting out, and I don't know why. I don't know why. She'll uh, call up on another line. So I, um, I'll tell you what. Stephen Colbert, that nasty little unfunny comedian who thinks he's great and has completely bought and sold, got no charges January 6th for going in like everyone else, right? Um, his whole staff. He came out and said the raid was a Christmas present for America. That's that's what a horrible understanding of America that he actually has is that he has such hatred in his heart for Trump that he would say that was America's biggest Christmas present that they've waited for for five years. And what a joy, what a joy a raid is. I hope he gets raided one day. I really do. I hope he gets raided and I hope he absolutely uh, gets a taste of his own medicine um, in wanting that for somebody else doing it unconstitutionally because I always, I'm, I'm wondering now if they've planted evidence in that raid. I'm wondering if, uh, if they've planted evidence or what they've done, because I would imagine that they would. The FBI is so corrupt that I can see it happening. And, and I'm not talking about the theater of the event. I'm talking about somebody coming in, FBI, and acting that way in your home and doing that to you without a war without without cause because the warrant was signed off on by people that hated him right and so you've got a situation where we should be questioning or the fbi should have even questioned is this politically driven they don't ask that because they're bought and sold so to me that's just so pathetic hi caller wait welcome hey melissa. melissa yay okay thank you for some reason the other line wasn't working so um where do you okay so let's get rolling Okay. Well, I want to ask you a question to start out. Have mm-hmm. you ever had to deal with someone who is genuinely a narcissist? Yes. And how was that experience for you? Very difficult. <laughs> it was, it's very, very difficult because it's sort of mind twisting because you think you're the person that is the problem, but the narcissism takes over and that's the problem. I find it very, very interesting that studies that have been done very recently are finding that narcissism Mm -hmm. in younger people is on the increase. Oh, like they they are looking at numbers between hmm, maybe 1980 and now, and they're finding that uh, in one study they found that 30% now of young people are classified as narcissistic that Mm. would be college age ish yeah you know a third of the people Mm -hmm. of that age group um that number has doubled in the last 30 years you know i believe it though i mean look at the selfie generation and everything is about likes and social media and what somebody's saying to you and pictures and I mean we're seeing reflections of ourselves in spades you know what I mean I I guess I can see it in our youth I can see why there's and there's the flip side of the coin to narcissism Uh is empathy Mm. and people who have empathy for others meaning you you can deal with others you can see life kind of from their point of view Uh you can put their you know some some of the time you can put someone else's needs or wants ahead of your own, Mm -hmm. but empathy is on the decline. There's a 40% decline Mm -hmm. among young people in empathy, which is the inverse 
of narcissism over oh. the same time period. Jeez. Last 30 years. That's staggering. Yes, those are that's a huge social change. And I guess it, it's it might be a good idea for us to just contemplate why that is. What has happened? So we can take a couple of different approaches. Mm-hmm. If you look at data like that, you can say, well, people are just more honest on tests now. You know, these psychological mm-hmm. tests, they figure, huh, you know, I, I can just be who I really am. Right. Maybe those numbers really have not changed. And just, just, you know, 30 years ago, people were just a little bit reticent about admitting to less than desirable social behavior. And now they're mm-hmm. more willing. So it hasn't really changed. That's one way to see it. The other way to see it is that it really is changing. And if it really is, then we have to ask ourselves, why is it really changing? Right. And, and that's a kind of a sobering thought. Um, yeah, I have had to deal, I am currently dealing with several people that I would, like armchair psychologists, <laughs> they are narcissists mm-hmm. because of their complete lack. And I think that one of the real hallmarks of it is the complete lack of empathy for the plight of someone else. Right. And so if I, it, it helps for me to think about that, and it, it kind of explains a lot of social dynamics that we're seeing more of. Um, You're right. People who can burn the city down and not care who they hurt, because it's really all about them. Before we get too much farther, I want to say this, too. Mm -hmm. Narcissism is genuinely a a mental illness. It is extremely difficult to treat because the people who who are narcissists Mm -hmm. do not ever see their role in the situations that they find themselves in. Oh, that's the truth. Don't you remember Jordan Peterson talking about that? He said, you know, you're exposing the narcissist. Um, when the narcissist gets mad at you because you got mad at them because <laughs> they did something and they turn it around. It's so interesting because the narcissist sees it as a form of disloyalty that you would get mad at them. I just, it's so true though. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you get mad well, at me? If you figure that about 30% of the Mm -hmm. population out there walking around individually are narcissistic, Mm -hmm. then we're all dealing with these people all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, and part of the, one of the traits of a narcissist is they can be extraordinarily charming and engaging Mm -hmm. in one moment. When they're trying to get something from you, Mm -hmm. they can be very charming and engaging. Once they have you under their spell, the charm can wear very thin. Right. And then you kind of become the, um, the scapegoat for everything. And like you said, there's, there's a whole idea of gaslighting. And mm-hmm. They want to cut you from your support network, and then they gaslight you to make you think that it's your fault that we find <laughs> ourselves in that, those places. So true. Oh, that is so true. And not even to mention the trans community. Um, The trans community is all about the messaging that the kids are getting is you have to think about you and your sexuality all the time, 24 seven. 
and you have to try to identify who you are. And what does that do? It puts you into the mindset of me, me, me. It's all about me and how I feel and what I'm doing and how do I feel today. And, and it's a concentration of, of narcissism. It's a concentration of self. It's not about helping others. It's about you, you, you all the time. And they're, and, they're and doing it. On a less volatile issue, mm-hmm. look at what we've done to our children when we tell them they have to be superstars at school, you know, from kin- they have to be reading the encyclopedia when they're, you know, in kindergarten. By the time they're graduating from high school, if they don't have a four-point G- above a four-point GPA now, mm-hmm. um, and and it's it's a very hardcore focus on what they are doing, mm-hmm. and so we have students who might pass up now they may they may be engaged in service mm-hmm. because that looks good on mm-hmm. a college application or on a resume but they are not being motivated out of a desire to help people right they're they're giving service because it looks good for them yeah that is the truth that is absolutely the truth and something is so wrong with that messaging i can't say it enough i it, it so, is it's really go ahead well we have we have young people, and like I said, 30% means that 70% of them are not like this. Right. Let's not paint a whole generation with yeah, one brush. That's so true. Yeah. But I can see where the temptation is for any of them mm-hmm. to just say, what is it, what is, what's in it for me is the kind of the, the attitude. If you take the LGBT issues mm-hmm. and the focus on who are you and speak your right. truth. Right. Oof. Yeah. It gets we'll, complicated. We'll be right back more with Melissa Smith. She comes on the show every Wednesday. If you're new to the show, be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. The new commemorative Kate Daly Show coin limited edition is here. It's ready. And you can purchase one. You can help Truth and Radio. 99 bucks. And of course, for value, you've got a real silver coin. And that sits in your pocket, which is real nice at $40, $45 value. And it's only supposed to skyrocket. So it's a good investment. It's an investment into silver. It's an investment into Truth and Radio. The coin itself says, be faithful, be fearless, just like we need to be. And modeled after the flowing hair coin. That was the first coin ever minted in the United States, ever. 1794 when we became a country let's celebrate history let's celebrate truth and radio and the show needs it we need your help we can't go on it's a very expensive show we cannot do this without you we can't grow without you and so this is a limited edition please get one before they're gone and let me just tell you this coin is gorgeous. You can go see it at katedallyradio.com. Really easy to order. You just click on the link. It takes you two seconds. But if you can order several of these or order one for yourself and maybe some for friends or family, it's a great way to celebrate what's so important in this country. Truth, education, all the things that we need as a populace. And I love the guests that I have on the show. I love the co-hosts like Chris Ann Hall coming on to educate us. And let me just tell you, This is worth it. This is a way that instead of just listening, you can act by having one of these in your home. It comes in a beautiful case. And on the back, it says, in God we trust, united we stand. Also on the front, it says, the Kate Daly Show, be faithful and be fearless. I hope we always remain 
faithful and fearless because that's what it's going to take to get through all of this. And I hope that you purchase one of these coins, please, to keep this show on the air. And uh, a big thank you, big heartfelt thank you from me, all the co-hosts, because this show is not corporate owned. We run from you. We run off of you. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please go purchase one of these. We've been waiting for this for a long time and get one before it's gone. Thanks. KateDallyRadio.com. Look for the link on the top. Hi, this is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics, and today I'm on the radio to say thank you to all of our clients who have allowed us to be part of their healing journeys. From helping those suffering from traumatic brain injury and chronic pain disorders, to those with symptoms of autoimmune or the lingering effects of COVID-19 long haulers. It's been an honor you put faith in us to help you through some of your toughest times. So to give back, we will be running monthly specials to celebrate our upcoming six-year anniversary. To find these specials, check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. We talk Show. about your friends and the places that you've been. We talk about your skin and the dimples on your chin. The polish on your toes and the run in your holes. And God knows we're going to talk about your clothes. You know talking about you makes me smile. But every once in a while, I want to talk about me. want to talk about I want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my, what I think, what I like, what I know. I like talking about you, 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 you believe. But occasionally, I want to talk about me. Kate Daly Show. <laughs> oh, this song cracks me up. Uh, so welcome back. And make sure to get over to MyPillow.com. They're doing a tremendous job over there. MyPillow. Uh, um, in fact, they have a symposium coming up in a couple of weeks on election fraud in all the different states uh, and showcasing what all the different states are finding. So that should be very interesting um, to support Mike, his efforts to support this show. Buying my pillow products does that. And the reason I wanted my pillow as a sponsor was because I absolutely love their products because I used all their products in my house. I love them. And I'm a betting person, and I just went nuts over their betting. Their betting is just the, my, my most favorite betting. Towels, down comforters, they're the most amazing ones I've ever had. And I've had a lot of them, different ones. But I'm telling you, like mattress covers, slippers, um, mattresses are 50% off. You can't get a better deal. I mean, th- these things are amazing. And uh, free shipping, oh my gosh, just go do it. Up to 90% off, use the code Kate. And please, I know this is an ask. And this is the first time I've really done this in 10 years on the air, but our show needs funding. And we, I'm, I'm appealing to all of you, go get a collector's Kate Daly Show coin, please. They're $99. And really, it's putting 45 bucks back in your pocket for silver, right? And uh, it's only going to go up, so you're going to have something of value and get that back. But you could seriously help free speech today. Please go get it. It's very limited. I want you to have one. It'll be a reminder. It comes in a beautiful case, and it'll be a reminder of what this country was because it's after the first minted coin as United States. And also because it says, be faithful, be fearless on it. And it's a good reminder to stay, to stay in that because we need all hands on deck. Please go get the collector's coin. It's so easy to order. I appreciate it. You'll be doing something for free speech. This show is very rare. In fact, one of the most rare shows I keep getting told by all the guests. They can't even believe I'm on the dial. Please go to katedallyradio.com and get a collector's coin, please. They're beautiful. Go see them. 
<laughs> anyway, and order one for a friend, even better. Oh, man, um, so the show needs it right now. We need it. So, Melissa, come back, coming back in after that song, of course, uh, Toby <laughs> Keith, I want to talk about me. Um, just, it just made me laugh. So the narcissism thing is huge because we're seeing a lot more of it. I was... I was uh, with my little granddaughter and she's so little and she had these new shoes and she was so excited for somebody to notice them. And she said, I, if I go outside, do you think somebody will notice my shoes? And I said, honey, they never need to tell you about your shoes because you know, they're cool. You know, they're cool. And she is the most darling little six-year-old you'll ever meet. And the most giving, kind and caring, sweet, sweet girl. And, and it was so cute because it was like a light bulb went on. Yeah, if I just know I'm cute, if I just know my shoes are cute, I don't need anyone to tell me, you know. And sometimes it's like uh, we just need to sort of readjust thinking. And with narcissism, that's what I, when I see narcissists, I, I, I want to readjust them so badly because you see somebody that's so enthralled with themselves and they're the only thing on the planet, right? Well, they're very... It, it's not as easy as that. It's not just self-centered conceit. Mm-hmm. Narcissism, I think the root of it is in some tremendously deep-seated insecurity. And these are people who need constantly to be told, you're enough, you're good enough, you, you are special. You, and, and I think what we're seeing with these college-age students and the shift in what's happening is we're actually seeing the maturing of some parenting systems and teaching educational systems and some of the things that we have done with and to children over the last 30 years. I have mm-hmm. now, those chickens have kind of come home to roost. We all invested in this self-esteem movement with kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know why everyone thought that kids had poor self-esteem, <laughs> right. um, but... I knew when my kids were small, I did not know very many parents who did not, on a routine basis, say to anyone who would listen, while their children were present, my children are extraordinary. They are gifted. They are smarter than smart. They're beautiful. They're talented. They're amazing. They're wonderful. And we have transferred that to everything Children are told from the time they are very tiny that not that children generally are wonderful or you're wonderful because you're a child or you're wonderful, whatever. We, we tell kids, you in particular, you're more wonderful than any other kid. Right. No, it's true. We do. We do. And, and it's, it's not a healthy thing for kids to grow up with, to, mm-hmm. to go through their whole life. Um, thinking that they're special. I don't know if you've ever seen, it's one of my favorite all-time movies. It's an old movie with Freddie Bartholomew and Spencer Tracy called Captain's Courageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About yeah. a kid who was totally, horribly spoiled, um, super rich, falls off of a big cruise liner and is picked up by a fishing, you know, a New England mm-hmm. fishing ship, mm-hmm. fishing boat. Right. And one of the things, they, they treat him not badly, but they make him work. And initially he says, well, I'm not going to work. And they said, no work, no food. Hmm. He'll come around, and they're willing to wait him out on it. And he begins, I, I, how many of our kids have an experience where they're not 
I don't know that we have to. I, I would never say to my kid, "You're not wonderful," <laughs> you right. know. But I think we do need to tell them, you know what? You can feel great about yourself by the hard work that you do, by your work ethic, by the way you treat other people. These are the keys to self-esteem: doing hard things and treating other people decently. Yeah. yeah. Not just bringing home a trophy. Mm-hmm. From your overscheduled, overplanned, overbooked, you know, routine of, you know, playing t-ball or softball so or true. whatever, you know, whatever the sport of, you know, soccer, whatever it is. We, we put our kids in those and every kid has to have a trophy or they're sad and pouting right. because they're special. I don't, I have a theory on this. You want to hear it? I have a Go theory ahead. on, I have a theory on why the shift happened. Why, why we were so involved in, in the everybody needs a trophy thing. Because when when before my generation and maybe my generation we were raised with having to do things and work hard and do all these things as kids i had jobs from the time i was 12 and up okay we had paper routes we had all kinds of stuff going on but we were always doing things and um we would you know leave the home be gone all day come back for dinner you know in the summertime and that was not unheard of i mean everybody around me did that what I think we transitioned into were parents doing everything for their kids. And I've been guilty of this sometimes, so I'm calling myself out too. Um, in that same way, then they started doing things for the kids. Because how do kids get self-esteem? Kids get self-esteem by accomplishing something and knowing they can do it. It's not by being told how wonderful they are. They get it because they, they can do things. They feel capable. Okay, So we took the capable out because then the parents started doing the hovering thing and started doing everything for them to be the super parent, okay? And then all of a sudden these kids, what do you, how do you fill that gap? The parents started filling it with, you're wonderful. You're amazing. Here's a trophy. You're amazing. You're not just cute. No, you're amazing. And so we kind of drifted into this. The kid is told 24-7 how amazing they are. And it's a false sense of self-esteem. It's false, right? Uh, completely false. That's my theory. Well, there's another theory mm-hmm. that that I want to put out there, too, is that how much freedom have our kids lost in having unstructured play anymore? And I think this is really an intriguing thing mm-hmm. because I think parents, adults, have tried really hard to cut this avenue mm-hmm. off. We want our kids in a structured place mm-hmm. where everybody's nice to everybody. Right. And one of the things, and I remember this happened when I was a kid, uh, you know, I, I got full of myself one time. I had some friends over at my house, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, well, that's my ball, and I'm mm-hmm. going to play with it, and I'm going to make you do what I want you to do. Right. And you know what all the other kids that were at my house did? Hmm. They packed up and left. <laughs> and right. in that moment, I was like, wow. That was a really bad move. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I never did that again because it was such a kind mm-hmm. of self-centered, like, it's my house and it's my stuff and you're going to do what I tell you to do. And the other kids are like, no, we don't have to do that. Hmm. Well, they weren't mean. Right. But even so, sometimes children, and I think, I think people, I, I've had this theory forever too, people are essentially, we're pack animals. We, mm-hmm. we need social interaction. But we have wrapped our kids in bubble wrap and we don't want that kind of rough and tumble kid world to intrude upon them because heaven forbid there should be a bully Mm -hmm. well even for the kid that's the bully maybe he needs to know or she needs to learn 
that n- you will have no friends. Right. You right. will be left to your own devices. And those are important social learning skills. Yes. And I'm not, yet again, I'm not advocating that we protect bullies and let them have free reign. I was bullied as a child. I was actually, I had a kid on my bus when I was Mm -hmm. a little girl that threatened to kill me and my family. That was, that was bullying that needed to be stopped. Right. The kind of bullying I'm saying is, you know, hey kid, come over here and, you know, give me your ball. And you, kids sometimes need to stand up to that so that they know that they have worth and value. Oh, I so agree with this. And by the way, the theories collide a little bit because when I was talking about going out in the summertime and not coming home until dinner time, what did we do when we were out? We took care of ourselves. We grew up a little bit. We made forts. We we uh, walked to the pool. We did all kinds of things. We had a pool in our neighborhood. Uh, all these things we did on our own. Kids aren't allowed to do those things anymore because for fear they might be kidnapped. Right. And and I think it's a fear that actually is kind of asinine because they're not going to get kidnapped. So but the media has placed that fear on us. And so the kids do far less than they ever used to. Like you said, a more controlled environment, that controlled environment is kind of killing our kids because then we're filling the bucket with you're amazing instead of capability and having them grow up and be able to actually do things and understand work and understand um, how to solve problems, like you said, with the bully. They're not doing that because it's, they're in such a controlled environment all the time. Well, and then, yeah, we, we think that being on, you know, the, the t-ball team mm-hmm. is the substitute for that freeform play. And it's really not. It's organized. You know, a stickball game in the street is <laughs> yes. much better and healthier for kids yes. than that super controlled thing. And not only that, as my boys uh-huh. played some of those games, mm-hmm. and, and we always put it on their shoulders. Do you want to do this or do you want to do something else? You right, know, what right. do you want to do? Right. And as we watched parents who had crazy expectations of very young children mm-hmm. To have, you know, professional sports careers, they knew those kids were going to have professional sports careers when they were seven and eight. Wow. And as a matter of fact, one of the people on my son's little league team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ended up actually winning a Super Bowl ring in the last Super Bowl. That doesn't help, does it? he really did achieve that. But I'm telling you what, that was driven by that kid. And, you know, his parents were there, but it was driven by the kid. We'll be right back. More with Melissa Smith when we come back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks guys. 
Hey guys, Kate here. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you realize the Pure Body Spray, the Zeolite Spray, there's an ad for that on the bottom of my homepage. You guys might want to grab that. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of really great results from it. This is the one my daughters turned me on to and they give it to their kids. But also for older people as well, um, because of the metals in our body, the things that are uh, so toxic, they think this is what's causing all the Alzheimer's and dementia to happen. And so if that's the case, this Pure Body Spray, all you do a spray it in your mouth tastes like water you don't even taste anything and a couple times a day and it adheres to the metals and the toxins in your body and takes them out and so this is an important spray with everything going on all of the things showering down on our heads and everything else this is something that you're going to want in your arsenal so i highly highly recommend this uh pure body zeolite spray okay uh, make sure and go to the link on the bottom of my homepage. You'll feel better, less brain fog, all kinds of different things that you'll see from getting those toxins out of your body, your liver, everything else. Zeolite spray is amazing, and this is the purest form. Hey, everybody, Kate here. You know, I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website, and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z-Stack. He's got two products now. One is the the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new, and I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Uh, Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack. Thanks, guys. I'm on the market, so make sure and get it. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Show. That's what you're listening to. HateDallyRadio.com. Please go get the commemorative coin. 99 bucks. And uh, money goes to the show. You get $45 in your pocket from the silver. It's a real silver coin. It says, be faithful, be fearless on it. Minted after the first coin ever produced by the United States when we became the United States. The only fundraiser for the show we've ever done. And we need your help. If you listen to this show, if you like this show, if you want this show to continue, I'm asking for you to get one, please. Go and get one, order one today. You'll know, you'll feel good. You know you've done something for free speech. It'll put a little money in your pocket too. And uh, silver's only going to go up. Please, please uh, get a commemorative coin. We really need your help. And also, um, I just wanted to mention balance of nature because balance of nature is that good. You know, there's a lot of testimonials out there. The reason they have so many testimonials and you'll hear those in commercials and stuff is because it's that good. They get somebody taking it and you don't want to stop because it's kind of like my whole entire family. They don't want to stop taking it because they notice such a big difference with it. And guess what? They're hardly ever even having feelings about being sick. I mean, it's amazing what it can do for you. Please go get Balance of Nature. Put in the code Kate. 31 fruits and vegetables in every single serving. 
hitting all the cells of your body. That's amazing. And go and get that and uh, go to balanceofnature.com, put in the code Kate, get 35% off, free shipping, free health coach, and get the apple fiber drink because it's fantastic and it can do so much for cholesterol and for diabetes and for everything else and level out your body and so that your body's balanced. Balanceofnature.com. All right, Melissa, back here with you. Well, some, a couple of other interesting things. I think you'll find this to be interesting as well, um, but not a surprise. They did a survey on narcissism among Hollywood celebrity types. And would you be surprised to know that Hollywood is more narcissistic than the rest of the country? Oh, I'm in shock. <laughs> utter, utter shock. Yeah. But well. here's, here's one of the things that I think is interesting, and I just had a conversation with my, my musician's son about this. When they do these celebrity things, they find that among musicians, mm-hmm. the instrumental musicians, their levels of narcissism are lower than generally in Hollywood. And that's because musicians have to learn to do something. Mm. You know, Eddie Van Halen didn't get to be a great musician, get to be a great guitar player by wishing for it or by somebody telling him he was super cute and mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. He had to pick up a guitar, and he had to practice every day, and he had to take instruction from a teacher, and he had to do those things. Mm -hmm. You know, we could name a lot of different people in that category. Elton John had to study the piano before. He just didn't sit down one day and say, hmm, I think I'm going to be a star. Mm -hmm. He worked his way and developed skills, and that skill, and I'm not saying that either of those two people are not narcissistic. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that, on the whole, musicians that have a skill had to develop a skill over time, showed less narcissistic traits. Right. That's one thing. The other thing that I think is also very interesting, if you look at music, lyric, the lyrics of music over time, you can also see the shift in narcissistic tendencies. Music 30 years ago had mm-hmm. much more uh, we and us lyrics, mm-hmm. whereas music today talks about I and me more. That's interesting. So you can, I mean, you kind of have to read the tea leaves to get there, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely on a trend. And if it continues and we don't do anything, we have just gone through two years of social isolation, and that has been bad for our children. We don't even know yet how that, what the fallout of that is going to be, but kids that were socially isolated that didn't get those opportunities to learn social cues from other kids or mm-hmm. from adults or out in society. They didn't, some of them that had a mask on their face for a long time, that's going to have some fallout. And I, I'm kind of believing that one of the directions that easily could go is towards a much more narcissistic, more self-involved right. society going forward. Right. That's not a good sign. Well, a God-centered society is going to be about others because that's usually the essence of the teaching of that is going to be about other people. And so what we're doing is we're transforming our society. It's not about others. In fact, this is why the government took the reins in all the social programs, too, is when people are giving to each other, as we used to, like in the 1800s, when we used to solve problems between each other, right? And we had churches that gave, right, helped. Everything um, went along a lot uh, better because the character and integrity of each citizen was increased as you as you went and helped your neighbor. Now there's a government program for that. 
So we've been removed a whole step from each other anyway. We used to know our neighbors a lot more because you depended on them, you relied on them, and people were good to each other in a crisis. Now it is, there's a government program. So all kinds of things I think have been implemented to make us more selfish. And now they're saying, you know, don't get married, work on your career, work on you, find yourself. There is no finding yourself. You, you're only defining who you are, and that's only through experiences, and the best way to do that is serve people. We have more depression than we've ever had. Why is that? Well, one of the things people can do to help themselves is how do you pull yourself out of depression is you start doing things for others. You start caring about other people instead of concentrating on yourself. It actually can pull somebody out of, out of maybe not even clinical, but depression, because it's all about the, the, the difference is helping people, right? And so there's so many things that we do as a society now that we, we used to do a lot, but we don't do anymore. And I think that's what's contributing but, to it. Well, think about how COVID and masking was marketed, even the vaccine, mm-hmm. how it was marketed. Right. That, that was, you were going to take a shot to show that you cared about others. Mm-hmm. But is that really caring about others? No, if you have it was not a justification. actually cared for anyone, yeah, it was a, you know what what you do for yourself is how you show you care for others. Well, it was a justification so people wouldn't think they were stupid, so they would go, "I care about others and you don't." I mean, it it honestly had nothing to do with others. It was absolutely asinine, but they did that. They said that because it sounded good. It made them sound like, "See, I'm not a sheeple. I'm not stupid. I'm not taking something into my body. I don't even know the ingredients. I'm just caring." <laughs> Okay. (laughs) The last kind of benchmark that I think we need to talk about, it's kind of a paradoxical thing because we've talked about kids being overscheduled and helicopter parents, but on the other side, there there are situations where parents are operating out of incredible guilt for not being emotionally available to their kids. Mm-hmm. And by emotionally available, I mean, you know, what do you do when when your kid has a boo-boo on their knee? You know, are, is anybody there to just kind of pick them up and say, you're okay, and go mm-hmm. on back out and play? Mm-hmm. Um, or have we turned that over to institutions? Have our children really become kind of institutional kids. If, they're, if, if we're taking our kids and putting them in institutional daycare and then parents are trying desperately to make up for that, mm-hmm. somehow I will... And, and the way that parents feel better about it is by saying, oh, you're adorable. Oh, you're so cute. You're mm-hmm. just the best thing ever. Look right. how amazing and wonderful you are. Let's go get an ice cream. Right. And and that's really not, I, I mean, I think there's a line between just telling kids, you know, go out and play and see you later, mm-hmm. but I'm here for you if you need me. Right. Right. I like that. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. It, we are engaging not just in a great science experiment over vaccines and bodily autonomy, but what what have we done to our kids and how can we kind of fix it and help them to be decent human beings because I'm telling you what happens when we have a whole nation that is engulfed in narcissism Mm -hmm. 
And if I look at what's happening among politicians, I think it would be interesting if they did the the narcissistic scale, the testing, among politicians. How many of them are narcissists? Right. And I think the party platforms have become very narcissistic. And they use some of the gaslighting techniques. They use the isolation techniques. We're going to cut people we don't like from the herd. We're going to isolate them. Mm -hmm. We're going to gaslight people. We're going to say one thing, and we're going to do something completely different, but they're going to believe we're doing, you know, thing A over here and Mm -hmm. not thing B, even when we do it right in front of their face. Right. Right. And we believe it. We fall right in. That's, That's narcissism as a nation, and that's very alarming because if we are a narcissistic nation, if our leaders are operating from a narcissistic frame of mind, then our foreign policy can never be quite right. 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 Because it's all really, in the end, about us. Mm. We are not interested in world peace. We're only interested in what we can sell. Right. That's narcissism. You know, and it, it I, I think that if, for me, it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things that I see that are, are very discouraging, sadly, but it helps me to understand it. Right, a little bit more, sure. I mean... And, uh, you know, so if, if you wonder why, why are we hearing these crazy things, you know, Biden comes out and he's absolutely, you know, dementia riddled. And yet he's got a 35 or 33 percent approval rating. Oh, no. Today they said it was 40. They actually oh, claimed well, it went up. Being gaslighted. <laughs> it went up. Right. And it just it's you know what? They want you. They want you to be gaslighted. They want us to feel like this. And and I just hope that comes through loud and clear. I really do. It's, this is a, it is tough. And I, I notice, I've noticed the same thing you have with our youth. Um, it's selfies, it's pictures, it's, can you imagine? I didn't have a phone attached to my hand growing up and I can't imagine what that would have been like and how hard that actually would have been in some cases because uh, growing up is hard enough. Uh, as a teenager, can you imagine getting everything splashed about on, on social media all the time? But I, I, the, the only way to cure that is we're going to have to really step in as, as aunts and uncles and parents and neighbors and grandparents and, and really start to implement some of the things you were talking about uh, to help these kids. We really do. Uh, there's a job for retirees, and I'll tell you, it's with our kids right now. Well, it, the really scary part of this is even if your kid is okay, they're going to be swimming in the lake with a lot of other kids who are not okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's a very big struggle as well. What happens when the narcissistic person, you know, gets gets their toe in into your family and then it, it they're they're very disruptive people. Right. And it takes a lot of insight to see what is really happening and I think we can say that at the national level. We have people running the country now who I would say are absolutely malignant narcissists. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a lot of insight and wisdom on our part to be able to withhold from them the adoration and the emotional response that they want. Right. They want people to tell them that they're great, that they're amazing, and they're not. And we know it, and they know, but... It's going to be hard 
to, to get rid of them because narcissists can be very powerful people. They're hard to get rid of. That's so true. Anybody who survived a narcissistic relationship will tell you that breaking free of that is very difficult. It's going to be difficult in the country, too. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it is a sincere, sincere problem. There's so much happening today. I know Trump um, actually uh, was pleading the fifth because he knows he's in a kangaroo court. Um, and uh, it's, it's so interesting to me that they haven't really outlined really what they're after. And it really does lead me to believe that the planting of evidence, if there's something there, because there wasn't anything there there. You know what I mean? I know that because you can look at January 6th and know that the whole thing was, uh, you know, just a crap fest of fakery. But but they don't, if they planted evidence, that's the only evidence that could show up at this point, because that would be the only thing that would actually work at this point too. So that was just kind of breaking news that he was pleading the fifth. Well, I would too. I would too in a kangaroo court. I I just saw a news blip on my screen that says that there's a judge who has ordered the FBI now to make the warrant available. Mm. So they they want to make force them into the open with that, which would be a good thing. That's one of the things about being gaslit. You have to kind of deal with truth, not somebody else's like, this is my truth or your truth, but the truth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Melissa, thank you. Really appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, That was great. Thank you. And uh, all about narcissism. I love it. Uh, Susan is coming on. uh, And so I also want to give George Webb's uh, piece, too, to this puzzle of that raid. Very interesting piece. And she'll be in just a moment. And we'll get rolling on the next hour. And you're not going to want to miss this. We have a lot to talk about. So join us.